Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello everyone, this is Bakabytes, a show where we talk all things anime and manga. From news to previews and all our idiotic views, I am Frank Furter, and with me is my co-host, Sazzy Singletary soloist, Magically Average. Today we are going to talk about Anime NYC Recap, news from Toho, and more. But before that, Mr. Magically Average, Mr. Sassy Singletary soloist, how are you? It's been two weeks. <laughs> and, and obviously was not long enough for you to come up with coherent names for me. Nope. Never will. No, I'm not going to get into it. It's just there's too much to unpack with that name. But I've been good. We had a holiday in the United States this past week, so I had some extra time with family, and that meant no time to watch anime or get caught up on anything. So, yeah, you know, it's just same old, same old. Yeah, agreed. I completely yeah. forgot. Like, I, I know what I'm putting for my recommendation for the week, and I completely forgot to grab it, so... If I dip out at some point during this episode, just know I'm grabbing a book. But um, yeah, I'm doing all the holidays. It it wouldn't be a normal recording without you dipping out and or muting yourself. So exactly, but yeah, holidays holidays were good. Family was good. Got to catch up on a little bit of anime. Got to catch up on a decent chunk of manga because I had an hour and a half car ride to the airport from Sam's parents' house and then an hour and a half ride from the airport to my parents' house. So in the cumulative six hours in the car, I was able to knock out a little over half of Mashal. So that was nice. Nice. But yeah, uh, it was good. Good to see family. But family's not here nor there. They are everywhere. I don't know. That made no sense. News story number one. Big news out of Anime NYC. Anime NYC took place more than a week ago because we've been off for two weeks. But here are the big news stories and announcements from the event. Crunchyroll has landed exclusive streaming rights for the following shows coming out next year. Yuri is my job. The Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. 
Dead Mount Death Play, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, I realized like today what it's very similar to or can be semi similar to in the sense of like there's a lot kind of going on. Um, Dorara, in a sense of like you're dealing with mobs and different factions and such that it's similar ish to that. But it's a little bit goofy as well. So Dead Mount Death Play, that'll be on Crunchyroll next year, I believe. Actually, yeah, no, that's that's gotten twenty twenty three, I believe, release date. Uh Ayaka original anime, saving eighty thousand gold in another world for my retirement. Hell's Paradise, which thank fucking God, we actually got an update to Hell's Paradise. Like it's actually happening. And hey. then um Ancient Magus Bride season two. So those are coming out on Crunchyroll. Movies that are coming out on Crunchyroll uh, will be Sword Art Online, the movie Progressive, the whatever the heck. Oh wait, no, that's a that's that's a different. This isn't coming out on Crunchyroll. This is for new dates and announcements, so I'm not gonna do that one. That one's going. We'll listen to that one a little bit later. Shin Ultraman will soar into U.S. theaters on January 11th and 12th. I, I did not see that one, so there you go. Blue Terminals coming to North America, and then you did another one that's in new dates and announcements. So we're it was not big do news in anime NYC. Well, ah. whatever. Um, what one is, job? Okay. Well, you also I thought we were going to include what was included in High Dive's announcements as to their no, acquisitions. Ooh, no one cares. Uh, I do because Oshinoko is coming out to High Dive, amongst other things. But, uh, well, Kubo will let me be invisible. Comes out on high dive too. There were. More I just than assumed just you were gonna those. add. But yeah, I assumed you were gonna add those too. The the moral of the story though, because I couldn't find any other articles other than what I saw on social media, was that uh, nothing came out from Attack on Titan except for the fact that the author's really hard on himself because he doesn't think that the ending landed well and he got really emotional. But people supported him and it was very touching. But at the end of the day nothing came out about the next season. Yes. So we gave them even more credit than what they should have received, which was we were, we said there might be a new promo uh, visual, like teaser visual, or even like a quick 10 second clip of something, but they got zilch, nada, nil. Yeah. So it's kind of a, I'm not going to lie, kind of a bad look. Be honest. Kind of, kind of a bummer, but you know, it is what it is. It's not really something that we expected like much from, anyways. So, true. But um, the other sh big major show that's coming to high dive from anime anime NYC is Spy Classroom, which will be coming out winter twenty twenty three. I knew there was another big one. I couldn't remember what it was, but yeah, those no. three those three are pretty big, and I'm very excited about those. So, uh, those are some of the uh big announcements from N anime NYC. Um, it's always good to see these companies coming out and saying, hey, we got this this uh, anime or we got this one, this one, this one. But it's like, okay, with what's being taken, there's still a decent... I feel like there's a lot of shows that are out there that have been announced that just don't have a home quite yet. And it's, you know, begs the question, is Disney going to snatch up anything in the coming seasons? Or are they just going to remain silent about it again? Or are they going to have Who their knows? own event? Who the hell knows? But... Those are just a handful of the announcements from Anime NYC. And because of that, we are going to move on to news number two. I don't know why I said because of that, but um, moving on to news story number two. 
the giant in the film industry is ending its business. Uh, it's a bit clickbaity, but it's 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 ending one thing but continuing another. Uh, to get into it, Tokyo Laboratory and its parent company Toho are n- announced this last week that Tokyo Laboratory will be ending its film processing business after 67 years. The company commented on the change in business uh, environment, mainly the move to uh, digital distribution, as one of the primary reasons the company decided to shut down. While Tokyo Laboratory is closing up shop, the digital imaging and video editing business will be transferred to Toho Studio. The film archiving business will be transferred to a new company that Toho will establish within that studio. So basically, it's like, yes, the, the film processing company Tokyo Laboratory is closing but all the digital things that come with that I couldn't think of a word other than things all the uh, digital I guess jobs and yeah jobs that come with that are just transferring to a different company within the parent company so it's like it is going away but it isn't going away like the physical part is not the digital yeah but that's sort of the big piece of it is that the the physical releases of Blu-rays and DVDs and things like that is there's going to be a huge vacancy now in the, I guess, industry, really. And we don't really understand it too much, at least on the in the United States side, because most people stream or have everything digitally. It's not like a big piece in terms of like viewing or even collectability, but for Japan like blu-ray dvds like collecting there's you go on like a lot of different japanese-based websites that sell hobby related items and if you see blu-rays there's like four to five different types of blu-rays for each individual movie that comes out like i was looking at uh the odd taxi into the woods i think it's called movie and i was like oh it's on blu-ray that's cool there was like four different versions of that one and that movie is, is just a recap of season one with like an additional maybe 15 or 20 minutes, I think something like something like that. So yeah, like the Blu-rays and DVD collectability in Japan is wildly different than it is here in the United States. So I think the fact that such a historic company that's been around for 67 years, which is a long time um, is, is leaving granted again, like you said, there's still going to be, putting out digital movies they're still going to be archiving films like it the a large portion of what they did is not going to be leaving but the main piece of their business the the you know film processing production is now gone so you're losing out on all the physical movies that they were making and releasing and pushing out so um i don't think it's going to be like anything too dramatic in the industry but it is i guess sort of a sign for where everything is going in terms of film production that everything is slowly moving towards digital to the point where maybe we might one day see the complete uh removal of of blu-rays entirely you know we saw that with um you know over the years we saw it go from vhs to dvd to dvd to blu-ray and then blu-ray to digital and who knows when Blu-ray is finally going to become obsolete, but yeah, I, obviously Tokyo Laboratory saw something and they were like, it's better for us to shut down now and just kind of migrate our production, the, the remaining pieces of our production over into the parent company because um, the film processing is not cutting it. 
Yeah, no, I, I get from that perspective, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like, the only thing that's really worthwhile buying for DVD Blu ray for anime wise that will hold value, I would say, or like any of the Aniplex uh, titles because they're already wildly expensive as hell. Um, if you want to know how expensive, go to write stuff and just go to Blu ray and go to Aniplex as the publisher. And holy shit, it's it's insane. Um, but like that, and then shows that rent, basically nobody knows who really technically has the licensing for them, or they're just. When I say that, I mean like they're no, they're not on any streaming sites. Like good example, Planets and Bacano, or Bacano or Bacano, like those two alone aren't on any streaming services and the only way you could watch them uh legally quote unquote is buying a second hand uh copy of the dvds so yeah like there are some things that are valuable and worth you know collecting over but yeah i feel like that medium is kind of going less and less uh as the years go on with the digital services i mean we'll talk about it you know in our last news story with netflix but like Netflix is like really into the anime streaming services outside the United States and there's a lot more happening in that sphere uh, in Japan now than there ever was and I, I know that Disney's also becoming a, a major key player in that as well so it's yeah. uh, it's interesting to see how you know the business is changing but it's kind of funny to see that it's now starting to actually affect Japan because they are so much into buying physical and all this stuff but now it's seemingly going more and more towards streaming so yeah well it's weird too because on the united states i mean i I shouldn't sort of like pigeonhole it into just being the united states but like the retro themed stuff is kind of is made a comeback to the point where like vinyls are now really popular again i know myself like i have a record player and i love getting the new soundtracks like anime soundtracks that come out and they sell out fast and they're hard to find at times depends on what you you want but yeah they they do um yeah and i mean and you can find some that are extremely expensive too oh yeah like just because of the name brand or the show or whatever too so it's just it's interesting that like it vinyls making sort of a resurgence here in the united states and yet blu-rays what was was should be more uh coveted just for the fact that it's new age and it's it looks prettier and you can you know it's dvd and it's not just music it's not just a record uh should be should be more highly demanded but it's it's in fact the reverse so weird times but yep weird times indeed um but moving on news story number three who knew anime could be cool Last Wednesday, ja- uh, Japan's Minister of uh, Ministry of Finance announced that they would. Uh, I cannot read today. I'm just going to restart the entire sentence there. Last okay, Wednesday, no one was listening. Ja- yeah, I know. <laughs> All two of you out there, thank you for listening. Uh, last Wednesday, Japan's Ministry of Finance announced that they were making a new improvement plan for the quote Cool Japan Fund. Cool Japan is a public-private company that the japanese government employs to fund projects that are part of its quote cool japan program these projects include a variety of business investments including media and content food and services and fashion and lifestyle 
The Ministry of Finance revealed earlier this year that the Cool Japan Fund may need to be restructured or even dismantled if the business did not improve its performance. The Cool Japan Fund has until the end of fiscal year 2025, so that means April 2026, if I'm not mistaken, like March 31st, um, yeah. to become profitable or else the ministry will be, uh, may be forced to consolidate the fund. The Cool Japan Fund has made strategic investments in Sentai Holdings LLC, which is the parent company of Sentai Filmworks, which, by the way, they have some phenomenal Black Friday deals. If they're still going on, go check them out. Um, parent company of Sentai Filmworks, High Dive, and Anime Network. The organization plans to have a plan in place by the end of fall. Now, this is one of those things that is just like, only in Japan would there be a thing called Cool Japan Fund. Where it's just like, we are going to put money into things that we think will make us money back. So, entertainment. So, it's like the equivalent of the U.S. government putting money into Disney and being like, cool, produce us some shit that will make us some money. Well, reading through it, too, it's not just uh, the domestic audience that they're worried about, too. It's it's A lot of it has to do with getting more attention internationally. So, that's where... Like the pieces of of you know, like anime specific stuff with Sentai, High Dive, Anime Network come into play because they're trying to get the larger international audience to come and you know invest whether it's you know a financial investment or uh, you know social investment whatever it might be into those areas of business. So it like that piece is probably where they're struggling the most with because of COVID, right? Because the last. I mean, it was still, for the most part, for this year, impacting countries. But, you know, two two years now, whatever, two plus years. Yeah. I don't know. Times are relevant at this point. It's flat circle. Um, yep. Uh, you know, th- there's been such a lock on any sort of international, for lack of a better term, trade in terms of, like, you know, people coming in for the tourism industry, people purchasing items. You know, it's hard enough that you can find items here in the United States, let alone having to search international markets on websites that are not in your, you know, that are in foreign languages to try to find items that you may or may not want. So they lost out on a lot of just sales of goods and services. Um, You know, no one really cared about fashion or anything like that or food. God, everyone was stuck inside. It was frozen pizzas and PJs every single day. It was magical. Yes, it was. In that regard, like, yeah, it's no shock that the fund is failing. I shouldn't say failing, but they're in debt um, and they need assistance. But I I do, I I like the fact that the Japanese government is investing at least, you know, time and resources into a fund that is geared towards helping bolster those markets. Again, like both domestically, but more strategically internationally. So that way they can keep bringing in those different audiences that may have some sort of enjoyment in the entertainment industry or the fashion industry or food industry, even whatever it might be. And again, investing financially or socially into those markets. So I hope it holds up. I hope the best for the cool Japan fund. I would say one uh, critique would be name maybe come up with a better name. Um, I do like it. I like it's that a two-year-old. Governmental. It's very governmental <laughs> made of like, ah, oh, what can we name it for the youths? Ah, it's, the cool it's, very, it's very second grade project. Come up with a name for the government style. Yeah. Like, but you know, it gets its point across. It's cool. Japan. It's for like, 
we're to cool. make Japan seem yeah like like a '90s commercial. Like yo yo my fellow dudes, what is up? What what you be doing this weekend? We be balling, bros. And then you do like a quick that trick hurts. on your skateboard, never, and then never, like tip your hat sideways. Never do that again. That hurt. <laughs> then you go catch it on the flip side. Oh my god. <laughs> and then you okay, slowly Steve. skate away and trip okay, and fall. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> I'm glad you caught on. Yeah. Um, out of like real quick note, I was like very curious because I was just really dumb moment in my brain. I was like, what is the biggest export for Japan? Because I feel like this is a lot of entertainment and entertainment's and pretty lucrative. No. Um Damn the it. idiot in me was just like, Oh yeah, no fucking shit. It's cars. Cars are the biggest export for Japan. No, duh, yeah. Toyota. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, moving well, on. Well, I was going to say, like, financially, like, you know, profit-wise, probably, but, like, volume-wise, hentai. <laughs> I'm talking sheer volume, it has to be hentai. Uh, There's no way it's, it's not. It's machinery, but yeah, it's fine. So, I I think they need to reevaluate their markets. Cars yeah. are cool, but hentai's cooler, though. Come on, get with it, cool Japan fund. No, they won't. But know what will get with it? New dates and announcements. Ha ho, hoo hoo, hee hee, ha ha. I don't know. I got I got weird fucking noises in me today. And also the transition was very. These transitions are very forced icky. today. I've got I've got I've got like, I was traveling for twelve hours yesterday. I had fucking yeah, two yeah, yeah. No one cares. nightmares last night. Like I am. Fucking... No one cares. Sad trombone. Whatever. Just get on with it. Bump, bump, bump. I'm yeah, Debbie, basically. I'm Debbie Downer today. Anywho, new dates and announcements. Uh, as I said earlier, Deadmount Deathplay. It's getting an anime. It's coming out in April 2023. Expelled from Paradise, anime staff is working on a new project that will be unveiled in next spring. Tokyo Revengers manga is getting a spinoff titled Tokyo Revengers Extra. Wow, that's creative. Good for you. The manga Black yeah. Tiger will be ending in four chapters. Inspector Season 2 will premiere on january 8th my clueless Add first the list yeah actually that'll we're be something to, i honestly think we're up to 70 i think we're in no the no, no that's now. that's been that's been announced that's been on the list for uh, a while it's just it got a date uh as the one it's premiering. oh gotcha that'll be something i do watch because season one had such a good fucking like premise and then they spent most of it on a really dumb arc but that's neither here nor there. Moving on. My Ooh. Clueless First Friend manga is getting a TV anime in 2023. Bye Bye Earth novel series is getting an anime from Crunchyroll. Wow, wow, or wow, 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 W-O-W-O-W, and Sony Pictures. I Got a Cheat Skill in Another World anime will debut in April 2023. The Tale of Outcasts will begin on January 8th. Uh, oh god, this is that one fucking show Hooray. that you see everywhere, but you don't really know what it's from. Um, Himoto um, uh, Umaru Umaru Chan R dub will begin, or it began on November twenty third on High Dive. So it's like that like little gremlin girl thing that you always see with like the orange hoodie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the thing of like, oh, I know what this is, but I don't know where the fuck it's from. Yeah, that it, it's getting an English dub. So good for you. The Sacrificial Princess and King of Beasts will premiere on April 2023. Uh, Liar Liar anime will debut in 2023 and is being made by Geek Toys, which is the same company making Deadmount Deathplay. Sugar Apple Fairy Tale will debut on January 6th. Studio Nut, nice, 
will produce uh, the anime Bull Buster, which premieres in 2023. Double nice. Bull Buster. Yeah, I know. I was like, Close reading, enough. I was reading the uh, the premise of the show, and it was just like, hmm, seems niche. If I remember correctly, it's about like a guy who works for a company that makes robots but they have to like make them on a very tight budget and they can't fuck up so it's i don't know it seems interesting enough the the posters for it look pretty cool so we'll see if when the the time comes for that to come out the dreaming man is a realist light novels is getting an anime in 2023 endo and kobayashi Kobayashi live the latest on sundere villainess les les Lisa Lett, sure, we'll go with that, will premiere on January 6th. The slow second life of the retired dark soldier in his 30s will premiere on January 7th. Ragna Crimson will be getting an anime in 2023. Golden Kamui's uh, Sotoru Noda, uh, Noda will relaunch his ice hockey sports manga. Supin, oh god, this is going to hurt, this is going to hurt me. Supin Amarada uh, in spring 2023. Uh, this one I was actually very uh, surprised didn't already have an English dub but A Place Further Than the Universe is getting an English dub there's no date it will premiere at like an anime convention I believe early next year Um, so yeah that's actually really exciting that was a show we reviewed on the main podcast if you go back and search for it you will find it and you will have our thoughts there SAO Progressive second film will release in the US on February 1st this one hurts, and I know this hurt you just as much as it hurt me. Seven Deadly Sins, Grudge of Edinburgh, Part 1, will, rele- will release worldwide on December 20th on Netflix. As if Seven Deadly Sins, like, there's so many memes about how bad the animation is. Yeah. I, we watched, like, part of a trailer before this sh- we started this show, and this this movie is all 3D CGI, and it's painful. It's really fucking painful. Why? I mean, if you're into that, it's it's not bad, but yeah, it's if you're a normal, sane human being, it it looks pretty gross. Yeah, it's not great, but you know, if you like it, you like it. Good for you. I won't I won't yuck your yum anymore. Crueler than dead author Kozo Takahashi will launch a new horror manga starting on December fifteenth. The Gridman Universe anime film is getting a te- or got a teaser and released a march 24th debut date the fourth of six girls un panzar das final uh or das finale film will open in 2023 why say it right girls un pa- uh panzar? no it's girls un panzar das finale <laughs> okay you, you can shout it you you can do the rest of them if you want okay. <laughs> <laughs> no you have to shout it it's girls un panzar das finale oh my god I can't. I can't. the fourth of six, too. Good God. Who knew that there was three other ones? As if, like, you know, like how bad (laughs) we were so mad at fucking Attack on Titan finale having three parts, let alone six films. Holy shit. How do you have six films of a finale? I don't know, dude. Maybe they're recapping the entire series and ending it. I I don't. I genuinely, genuinely don't know. You genuinely and generally don't know. Correct. You're not wrong in either of those statements. 
Kaguya-sama Love is War, the first kiss that never ends film, will release in the U.S. in February 2023. No specific date, but we do have February, which, thank the fucking lord, I am very excited Yay. for that. Our fucking luck is it's gonna, like, come out the weekend of your bachelor party. We'll be going to the movie theater then. <laughs> if it, it, I was about to say, we're going to make a trip to the movies if that's the case. But, anywho... Kondansha's Shonen Magazine R uh, will end publication in February 2023 and will uh, announce where all of its serializations will move to in its 20 or January 2023 issue. So interesting that Kondansha is actually ending one of its magazines. But it sounds like that none of the you know manga will really be affected. They'll just be moved around here and there. So more to come. Could be, a, could be affected the Olympic stuff too, right? Kononcha was a part of that, I believe. Could be, but I, I, it could be that, but I think it's more so just, I don't know, maybe they didn't see that magazine as being profitable, so they'll just move it to, an, like, its publications to another magazine. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but more to come there later as to where all those publications are going. MF Ghost, uh, the manga, will go on hiatus due to author's poor help. Shonen Jump has released two new manga in the past two weeks. We've been gone for two weeks, so this is kind of news. Uh, Cypher Academy and Ichigo uh, Ichigoki's Under Control. So I've read maybe 10 pages of Ichigoki and I was not a fan. So I stopped. I was like, this doesn't, this isn't my thing. I'm just going to end it here. Let it be what it is. Cypher Academy, on the other hand, I was actually really like the art for it was really freaking cool. The premise for it was really fucking cool. And then the last fucking panel page of the first chapter was like and we are going to find the missing 50,000 cryptocurrency coins stashed somewhere within this school and it's like oh it's crypto oh no it's tomodachi game but crypto oh no no it's not tomodachi <laughs> game god no that would oh, be even god. worse um and i was <laughs> like you know what the premise was really good because I really like the fact that it is literally a school that is just built on puzzles. Like their whole thing is like, hey, we are a school that exists to uh, foster the next generation of cypher crackers so that war can be stopped before it starts by, you know, breaking, you know, code and reading enemy ciphers. I was like, cool, mm -hmm. that's great. And then they threw a crypto and I was like, that sucks. Read chapter two thinking, you know what? The premise was pretty good, but let's give it another shot and see, you know, if they're really leaning into crypto or not. And they did a really cool fucking puzzle thing again. I was like, cool, this is awesome. And then they were like, hey, more crypto. This crypto coin that we're after is actually basically like it was just some bullshit that they tied into like a war fund type thing. And I was just like, this, this is, this is no, no. You oh. had a really fucking good premise here, and then you got done fucked it right in the butthole. Like, this is so bad. Just, no. So, those are my takes on the two new manga that they've released, uh, Cypher Academy and Ichigoki. Like, I just, I wasn't a huge fan. They have a third one that's out that's a little more tolerable, but it's still not my favorite. Um, it stinks because, like, the past few things that Shonen Jump has released have been really fucking good. Like, mm -hmm. uh, fucking Akane Banashi is amazing. And I think before that, uh, Glinka, or no, before, yeah, before Akane Banashi is like Glinka and Gluna, I believe. Oh, something those, like that. Akane Banashi came out before Glinka and Gluna. 
No. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Ginka and yeah, Luna after. came out is only on 12 chapters, so. Well, yeah, Kana those... is 40. And then even before the uh, Ginka was Tokyo Demon Bride story. Like, I've enjoyed all of those, and then they've released just three duds in a row, in my opinion. I've just not been a yeah, happy it was happen. with them. I know, but it's it still kind of sad. Because it's like, hey, new material for the holidays, and it's like, nope. But speaking of new material, Dragon Ball Super, the manga will resume in December with a new arc. Tonakawa Over the Moon Season 2 will come out in 2023. Uh, Yomawari Neko, uh, the manga, is getting a TV anime. Kaji, which, or Kaiji, which I is a show that I've been told I should watch. It's really good. It's funny. It's, I, it's getting an English dub, and it premiered today on High Dive. So that's pretty fucking cool. I'm just going to wait until that comes out and binge through all that once the, oh. the whole dub is out. But yeah, that's that was really interesting that it got a an English dub this late. And it's not that it's just the first episode. I think it's the first nine episodes came out today. So that's yeah. uh, that's pretty cool. But moving on, because this list is long as shit. Holy crap, I forgot how long this is. Ayakashi Triangle will premiere on January 9th. Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya, the film, will hold a one-day screening on December 18th. Quote-unquote, the day the world got altered. Uh, if you've seen the show, it's the day that a lot of the events go down. Um, so yeah. Uh, Futari Escape manga will end on December 16th. Kaina, the Great Snow Sea uh, anime will debut on January 11th. The Firecatcher Lord novel series is getting an anime that will premiere on January 14th. So I'm a Spider, so what? Manga spinoff will end on January 10th with its sixth volume. I don't know what the spinoff was. I didn't go into it, but the spinoff manga is ending. Batum U18 spinoff manga will end on December 21st. The Death God Detective Elria's Solution. God, that's a fucking mouthful. Manga will end on December 16th. What God Does in a World Without Gods, the manga, will get an anime adaptation and premiere in 2023. Kankole uh, Season 2, Episode 4, is being delayed to December 15th. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero tops Weathering With You as the sixth biggest anime film of all time globally. The Fruit of Evolution sequel anime will debut on January 13th. Love Live Niji. Nijikasaki uh, High School Idol Club will debut on January 6th. Record of Ragnarok Season 2 will debut on January 26th. I believe that's a Netflix show, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. Giant Beasts of Ours uh, anime will premiere on January 6th. Adam, the beginning manga, resumes after a nine-month hiatus. By the Grace of God Season 2, or By the Grace of the Gods Season 2 will debut on January 8th. World Trigger, the manga will take another one-month hiatus due to the author's health. In Another World with My Smartphone, Season 2 will premiere in April 2023. Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, Season 2 will premiere on January 7th. Uh, Surun, uh, The Linking Shot will premiere on January 4th. I believe that is a high-dive show as well. Masamune-kun's Revenge, uh, Revenge R, which is Season 2 of Masamune-kun's Revenge, will come out in Spring 2023. The world is getting an original pole dancing anime called Pole Princess. Yay. And it's 3D. So Yeah. Take that however which way you want to take that, but that's happening. Anywho, the uh anime Revenger will premiere on January 5th. 
Flaglia anime, which is that stupid, like this thing I feel like comes up every week at, at this point. Um, it's that yeah. like I, boys idol anime project thing. Uh, it's going to debut in Japan on January 16th and worldwide on February 1st via Amazon Prime. Licorice Recoil spin-off novel tops 250,000 in circulation after a seventh print. So fuck yeah, go Licorice Recoil. Gotta love it. Hope it gets some more because that fucking universe is awesome and that show is great. Yeah. Code Nostra, the manga will end in its in its fourth volume. Ashita no Ase Kimi Dakara uh, manga will end with its tenth volume in May 2023. Tomochan is a girl will premiere on January 4th and is 13 episodes long. This is going to be on Crunchyroll. Very excited for this. I've been talking about this one for a few months now, or you know, anytime it comes up, I've been hyping this one up. This will be a good show. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. World Die Star or Theatrical Girls will premiere in spring 2023. This one was a fucking weird one, but I put it in here anyways. The Idol Master Cinderella Girls U149 will de- premiere in April 2023. Dark Gathering anime the anime will debut in summer 2023. And last but not least, Romantic Killers author is releasing a new manga on Jump Plus on December 3rd. Oh, that was a lot good to job. get through. Anywho, we are going to move straight into our last news story because that was a lot and we just, I, my brain has been busted to the point of no return. But the last news story for the day, Netflix can't stop pissing people off. A fucking men. But this time it's not the customers. This time it's NHK, the broadcasting comp- corporation. NHK has asked Netflix to remove its titles from the platform due to ad-supported subscriptions. According to the Japan Times, Netflix made a statement saying NHK previously agreed to ad-supported streaming on the platform. However, NHK complained that the ad-supported service was not what they assumed it would be, and Netflix did not clearly explain how the service would function prior to its launch. Due to NHK's policies under its internet-related services, their standards forbid licensors to distribute their content if there is a possibility of creating misconception that NHK is recommending or advertising a certain product or service. Currently, NHK titles on Netflix, or has 22 titles on Netflix that are in jeopardy of being taken down, including Attack on Titan, Cardcaptor Sakura, and Mobile Suit Gundam. NHK, uh, anytime I see NHK, I just think of Welcome to the NHK, the anime, which I started watching earlier this oh, year, yes. and it's yes, really... You interesting um but anyway, before yeah continuing on with this uh nhk is also responsible for broadcasting one of the podcast's favorite anime of all time but detective yes yes it does uh there's still no word on or still no word yet on if netflix will be forced to remove the nhk titles from its platform the company says they're still in discussion with the network so basically this sounds a little bit like maybe a translation error of netflix saying hey this is what our ad-based services are going to be do you agree to these well are you good with these and then they'd be like yeah but then they'd not really realize like hey we didn't realize you were running random ads for whoever decided to buy ad slots yeah it was hard to tell from the article but it it made it the way that everything was worded made it seem like NHK was just not completely up to speed on how the tiered subscription service would be. Because for, for all of you who don't know, um, or don't have Netflix or just, you know, shut brains off when any price increases happen, uh, Netflix, along with a couple other streaming services, I believe, are 
moving to like a basic subscription, which is going to have ads. And then you have like your regular subscription and then your like premium one, which is like multiple devices, 4K, all that yeah. jazz, whatever. So the issue was with the basic subscriptions having ad supported services and NHK being like, hey, you can't have those with our stuff because then it's going to seem like NHK is endorsing whatever ads you know you have going right if it's a product or service or whatever and that's not going to fly with us yeah so uh you're gonna have to take our stuff down so i don't know i truthfully i don't know how they're going to get around this because for i mean i haven't i have ads on hulu and i can tell you living in the united states that it's like you know depend no matter what you're watching whether it's a show produced in the United States or Europe or Asia or wherever you're getting us based ads. So like I'll watch bleach thousand year blood war and then fucking Liberty mutual insurance pops up with their fucking spiel. And then those ads are so fucking annoying, <laughs> especially the, Lee, the Limu emu fucking ad. God damn it. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, yeah, then like Applebee's comes up, whatever, like all like US specific stuff comes up. So, yeah, it'd be kind of weird for international audience watching, uh, st- you know, things on Netflix and then like bam, up pops like the fucking Gecko Geico or Carfax, car, you know, check well, the Carfax. Sure, I'm sure Netflix has like different advertisements for different regions, but and I, I get your and, point. And, and I think that's probably what was not made clear to them was do you are you restricting the types of ads by region or like by show type? Because how is that going to work? Yeah, because even if even if, you know, you're in the U.S. watching Attack on Titan, if that's an NHK broadcast, then in theory, they would want you to only be viewing ads that they have approved. But they might be all Japanese based ads. You know, who knows? Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of the confusion happened was, was like, who, who's going to be watching it based on the region? And then what type of ads are you going to be showing those people? Are they going to be region locked or are they going to be exclusively whatever region the broadcast comes from? So for NHK, it'd be Japan. So regardless yeah. of where you're watching, you get Japanese ads. They're all just going to be Boxu ads. That's all they're going to be. <laughs> it could be worse. Boxu <laughs> and Toyota. Perfect. I don't there mind. Yeah, uh, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, kind of a weird, weird. one. I, th- I think one solution I could see here happening, and this would be kind of a petty and stupid solution. I don't know. This is the first thing that popped in my brain, is that Netflix will hide those shows behind, like, the premium paywall of, like, hey, no ads. I, From the way the article was worded again, it sort of seemed like they were going to push that way. Yeah. Like, hey, you're, you're only going to be you, – you can't view certain shows unless you pay for the no-ad experience, which, again, which, super which sucks. We're going down the cable route, baby. You want this show? You got to have this package. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Like, god yeah. damn. Like, I, we, we thought we were getting away from it. Maybe we're not. I – yeah. It's I, It's I, annoying. It is what it is. I but need no, to read an article, too, to confirm this, but a, a friend who is um, – a wild Disney fanatic oh uh, mentioned the fact that Disney's previous CEO, Bob Iger uh, just has just come back. And apparently when reviewing the books, when, wow, we are 
grossly overcharging people on Disney Plus subscriptions. Well, yeah. So they have the most subscriptions. They're overpriced. I think it's like fifteen bucks a month, and there's only, well, I think there's two subscription models now, but still, it's like fifteen yeah. bucks a month, and they have like the most, and it's just like the probably most expensive shows you're putting out there are all the Star Wars shows, and yeah, probably, probably the Marvel shows but, as well. But but with with how the rest of the streaming services have progressed, like you see a lot of like the. If one streaming service does one change, the other couple start to mimic in ways, and then you're like, okay, then one increases prices slightly, so then the others have to increase prices slightly because it's getting more competitive. So hopefully, you know, who knows? Maybe something will shift completely and, you know, CEOs will stop being greedy assholes. What am I saying? This is capitalist America. They're not going to do that. Get ready to pay $300 a month for all your streaming services, folks. Yay. To the high Yay. seas we go, not really. Um, something Pirate's on a, life for me. Yeah, but on a more positive note, let's get into our anime slash manga recommendations of the week. If you would be so kind, good sir. I know what you what this is. Generally, I still have not started it because I have not caught up with everything on that service. So give it, give it a little explanation of what you're recommending this week. Oh, sure. I, I honestly didn't even think you'd know it. Um the manga my manga suggestion for the week is even if you slip my mouth which is on uh manga plus or jump plus whatever it's called um i think it's manga plus right the app the free app you can get get it on your phone manga plus uh it is yeah it's manga plus it's free but i think after x amount of chapters you can only read them once and never read them again oh and then they're gone forever uh but yes, uh, it's fantastic manga. It's it's about all of the um, like horror stories that are told and the monsters that are created from them. Basically, uh, in this world, there is a family that actually helps out these monsters by telling their stories, which allows them to live in the human world and not be forgotten because the moment that they're forgotten, they start to fade from history and fade from existence. So... Uh, the story revolves around one of the monsters, which um, I can't remember her name, but basically she's the slip mouth woman uh, who in the the story approaches strangers and asks them if she's pretty and then shows how her mouth is basically slit from like the uh, like upper cheek to upper cheek in a very horrifying manner. And her story starts to fade. So she gets matched up with the one family who has the power to save them, their son in an arranged marriage, but she doesn't like humans and he's in love with her. So it's a story about how they have to finally fall. Try. He has to try to convince her to fall in love with him. And she is trying to scare him because he's not, he's unfalpable. He's infalpable. He can't be scared uh, before a year comes up. And if he can, if he can manage to not get scared, they have to get married. If she can scare him, she doesn't have to. And she can go on about her merry way, but it's a really, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun, interesting one. So, so what you're telling me, and I'm very sorry for this, this comparison. It's a Japanese twist on the Mexican classic film Coco. No. If they're forgotten, then they disappear forever. So what you're saying is, oh, this day oh of the like dead? that little, that little piece of it. The Day of the Dead bit? No, not really. 
because they 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 just can't live in the human world. They have to like exist in the world of like the spirits that they're created. The other piece to it too that's interesting is that they don't exist until a story is developed. So okay. like their existence is only comes about when someone goes, "Hey, I have this cool story that I just thought about." And then they like through word of mouth and spreading and just constant yammer about this, you know, tale then it's created. So the Nightmare on created. Elm Street. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street meets Coco. There you go. If that doesn't sell it for you, <laughs> I don't know what does. Nightmare on Elm so. Street meets Coco meets a Japanese twist. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fun one. It's it's very cute. Um, very heart-wrenching at times, but it's called Even If You Slit My Mouth. You can find it on Manga Plus. Which is free to download and free to read, and it is completely 100% legitimate. Yes. Um, my recommendation for the week is a series which has just released its 11th volume. Uh, it is called Delicious in Dungeon. I started reading this over the holiday break. Uh, I've gotten through one volume and part of two. But it's a it's a not what I was expecting. Um, it's a series that's basically about these adventurers who essentially just lose everything including one of their party members to a red dragon on one of the lower floors of this dungeon. And in order to get back there with no money and all their gear intact, they decide we're going to take on the dungeon. But instead of using money and such on food, we're just going to eat the monsters in the dungeon. Um, so, which, you know, people think is taboo. A lot of people don't do it because, you know, it's kind of disgusting. They're creatures, they're monsters. Why would we do this? But hey like, man, food's food. Yeah, when they first start adventuring back into the dungeon, they meet like this dwarf who basically has been living in the dungeon and kind of teaches them the ways of what you can eat, what you can't eat, how to prepare what, etc., etc. And it's it's more lighthearted than anything. It's not very actiony. It's not very stressful. Um, their basically main goal is to get back to the red dragon to, you know not necessarily kill it, but kill it. And then also get back the party member that it swallowed. So <laughs> it's kind of goofy in that sense. And it is very funny at, at times they literally like go into a trap room that has all these things. And the dwarf is like, Hey, can you use that trap that has like the fucking ax that comes from the ceiling and chops you in half? Can you put the meat there? Like this boar there and activate the trap so it can perfectly chop the boar in half and shit. And, like, it has, like, fire traps in this room as well. And he takes, like, a pan and decides to, like, use the fire trap as, like, the heating source for the pan so they can cook their dinner. Like, it's so bizarre and weird and funny. Like, it's it's really cool. And what's more is that it's getting an anime sometime, TBD, but it's being done by Studio Trigger. And I'm very much Ooh. so looking forward to that. So that's that's the reason why I started this is because I was like, okay, what what type of show is Trigger going to be doing next with this? And I'm still kind of finding it interesting that they're doing this because it is very dungeony fantasy esque that they really haven't tackled something like this. I think like the closest thing I could really think of would be a little bit of um, Grand Lagan, which they it's not technically Trigger; it's people from that founded trigger um but yeah it's it's really cool it's a it's an interesting series it's called delicious in dungeon um the only way i know of how to read it is via physical volumes 
I'm sure you can find a website out there. Cough, cough. I'm not suggesting you find a website out there. Um, support your local artists. Uh, but it's it's a good read. I, I definitely would suggest buying maybe the first volume or two, see if you like it or not, because it is very different. But um, that would be my recommendation for the week of what you spend your time on. But um, thank you for spending your time with us this week and joining us this week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. If you want to keep the fun going, head over to our Twitter where you can find all of our links to our social medias, including a link to our Discord. Um, we also post pretty much daily on TikTok. So if you don't like this long sort of format and you like shorter format, you won't even be listening to this. So don't worry about it. Um, so we'll be back next week. So until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Back up! Back up. 